Welcome in to another episode of Betting the Pitch. I'm your host, the real underscore G Warner, and uh, still trying to figure out the uh, setup in my new apartment, but whatever, we're here, we're doing it, and uh, we're doing it live. I'm uh, going to go through the second half of uh, match day three in the World Cup. It is late night with the real underscore G Warner on Twitter, but that's what we're doing. Um, I hope everyone can get to this before the matches start. Luckily, we're a little bit later at a 9 a.m. Central uh, time start for these uh, knockout rounds, or excuse me, the simultaneous games. No more 4 a.m.s, thank God. You can probably see my eyes right now. It has been a rough stretch, but fortunately, um, the uh, the wins have come in. Uh, I'm actually um, solo tonight for anyone listening via the pregame.com uh, podcast network. Uh, it's just me tonight, Mackenzie. I'm, I'm sure he's he's busy, and uh, I'm sure everyone's going to really miss his uh, pronunciations of very difficult names. Um, and uh, I will try to continue the way that I normally do it um, and uh, maybe make a couple shout-outs to him as we go. Uh, but same kind of format as, as usual, at least what we've doing, been doing for the World Cup. I'm going to go through each of these matches and try to highlight something that I want to do um come out with a best bet for the episode and then get you out of here hopefully in 30 minutes um thanks if you're i, I guess listening via the pregame.com uh, or pregame rj bell dream preview pregame podcast network uh, it's late give me a break um thank you for listening there or if you're on youtube uh, please subscribe to the channel uh or on uh, spotify or my own apple podcast for betting the pitch uh i appreciate all the support and uh would love to get as much of it as possible. All lines quoted in this podcast are courtesy of betonline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced juice is offered in almost every game you want to bet, right up until game time. Please follow the link found in this podcast. Wow, in this podcast description below to fund your account. Use the promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to one thousand dollars. You could probably find this uh, within my YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for betting the pitch uh descriptions um with that said also going to give out a, a promo code for pregame as well um i'm pr- trying to get my picks out each night um uh, so you guys don't have to wait till game time uh obviously that's your decision but um i would suggest getting in and trying to play the stock market uh effect of of betting soccer i feel like that's one of the most fun spots and you can get some one and a quarters that drop to ones that end up pushing when you would have won uh half of a bet so it does matter and uh, i'm trying to get that stuff out as soon as possible instead of waiting till like midnight or so um so keep looking i try to tweet about it if i do it um and i'll try to keep doing that because we just added a world cup package um, which should get you everything I do for the rest of the World Cup. And I've had a pretty good run of having a play on every day. Um, and the play has been going pretty well so far. Don't have that exact record in front of me, um, but it's a good one. And I will find it while I'm uh, multitasking during this podcast. So um, without further ado, I'll get into this is Thursday, December 1st, uh, World Cup matches. Uh, I got to pull up the World Cup standing just so I have that in front of me. Um but we'll start with the opening match, or at least the first rotation number listed, and that's Croatia against Belgium. Uh, what's thought to be a match for uh, essentially the, the group winner, which it could be decided here. Croatia currently on top of four points uh, with a goal differential of three. Morocco on four with a goal differential of two. Then Belgium on three, and Canada are limited on zero points. Um Everyone probably wants to play Canada in this round, but Croatia and Belgium are really going at it to see who can advance. The winner will 
leapfrog over the other. Um, and unless Canada really plays spoiler, uh, Morocco is in great shape right now. Currently, the Croatia Belgium number is a pick 'em, um, and actually was Croatia favored for a lot of this week, and now it's kind of flipped in the juice. At least I bet online where Belgium are a slight favor on the pick Um, So, I mean, it's it's basically calling these teams equal. Um, but I'm looking to back Croatia if this keeps moving. I don't think we'll see a quarter of a goal, and I don't think I really want to play it at pick Um, But I don't really like at all anything I've seen from Belgium this entire tournament. I think a lot of people expected that they were aging and this wasn't going to go well for them. Um, but I don't think anyone really expected it to be this bad, uh, and it's been horrible. So... Um, Croatia have a great midfield. They're going to control the ball, they control the possession. Um, and I feel like Belgium are really going to have to push to win because a draw will only get them level with Morocco if they lose to Canada, but they're three behind in goal differentials. So that would take a pretty heavy loss from Canada. So I would expect Belgium to really come out and try to score, which also impacts my under two and a half lean, um, which is very juiced at the moment. But that was going to be the, the pick I would have made on the game if I had to do one. Um, still don't think that's impossible for it to finish under two and a half goals. Um, but I think that the strategy of Belgium will be to be on the front foot and try to score goals. That's not different than how they normally play. Um, but I think they're going to be even more, uh, they're going to be risking even more and putting themselves at risk. Uh, Croatia, unfortunately, I don't know that I I've been as satisfied with watching them so far in this tournament going behind early against Canada was really not great, but they responded really well to that and had a pretty, uh, boring opener against Morocco, but didn't realize that the whole crowd would be Moroccans there. Um, so that's something to think about, and especially as we get to the next matchup uh, on Thursday morning, and that is Canada and Morocco. Currently, that number is Canada getting a half of a goal. Looks like the more reasonable juiced one. Uh, so Morocco, half a goal favorite, over-under is two and a quarter. Um, and I'm very disappointed. I mean, besides Denmark, who I think take the crown for the worst team in this tournament versus expectations, I think Canada are pretty close up there because I thought they're going to play a pragmatic uh, version of football that they played in CONCACAF and were honestly great at it. Um, it worked really well. It got them into this tournament. They won CONCACAF over, I mean, not exactly giants, but giants in CONCACAF of the United States and uh, also Mexico. But um, they've played really kind of recklessly this whole tournament. I got to say they outplayed Belgium and I thought they were trying to play with the ball aggressively because they spotted something in Belgium, but then we return back to kind of what they had played in CONCACAF against Croatia because Croatia is such a good nation with such a strong midfield. Um, but I got to say, they didn't do any of that. They played the same reckless brand of football. They got them an early lead, which was great, but you would have thought that they might've tried to, uh, get on the brakes a little bit. Once they had their lead, they were in great shape. They'd already let one game where they essentially dominated from start to finish. And they already lost that to Belgium. So I thought this was going to potentially be a return to what we saw in CONCACAF, but it wasn't. And one goal from Croatia led to a second, both I think right in, in quick succession, right before halftime, which is the worst time to concede. I guess it's probably worse in the right after halftime, but still not great going into the locker room. You worked that so hard and had such a great start scoring in like the second minute um, only to enter the locker room trailing. And then things only got worse from there. Um, I've been really disappointed in Canada and I feel like they're going to be even more reckless in this one because they have nothing to play for. Um, I guess they'd probably want to play spoiler potentially, um, though I don't think there's any bad blood between Canada and Morocco. Uh, forgive me. My geopolitics is not, perfect but uh i don't know that those two countries really interact too often um 
but I think they're just going to try to play aggressively like they did in those first two matches. But those were against really good teams, better than Morocco, at least in the rankings or expectations, what the market was saying. So I think Canada is going to be very reckless. And that makes me feel like I don't want anything to do with them. Um, so it would be Morocco as a favorite, which I don't love either because I haven't been that impressed by them. Uh, Morocco is a favorite or I guess over would be the strongest lean for me over two and a quarter. I just don't know that I really feel great about either of those. So we're going to look for some bets in the afternoon games. And it's very likely I'll have some because I really like both the dogs and the unders. So I'll get into this one. So we have, um, I, I guess it's group F, excuse me, that was group F. This is group E. Um, interestingly enough, they're just going in backwards order, I guess, because the draws of Germany and Spain being such big nations in here. Um, I don't know. FIFA's doing stuff for money, of course. But Costa Rica, two and three quarter goal favorite right now to Germany. I guess I should say the, the positions right now. So Spain on four points, Japan on three, Costa Rica on three, but with a minus six goal differential. And pretty much essentially they're going to lose any tiebreaker. And then Germany only on one sitting bottom of the table. Everyone's alive. Everyone can do something here. And seeing Germany a two and three quarter goal favorite with no with only a draw on the board coming from behind against Spain. Um, that seems weird to me. Uh, I get it. I backed Costa Rica and the under when they conceded seven goals and lost seven nil gave up a touchdown to Spain. Um, but things got ugly kind of early and they kind of sp spiraled. And, and certainly that's something you could expect here um, with a spread this enormous in the world cup. But I think Costa Rica really showed what they were made of against Japan. Um, they still conceded possession and let kind of Japan go out and try to make their own offense rather than relying on a counterattack. And that worked very well, I thought, for Costa Rica. Um, got them that one goal off a turnover with a great shot from Joel Campbell. And then that was it. They went back into their same type of format or, or I guess their setup that was just trying to deny everything. I think they're going to do that to Germany. And I think that Germany is going to have a lot of trouble um, Unlike Spain, because Spain is really good at possessing the ball and creating avenues. Germany just want to run at you as fast as they can. They have very fast wingers to do that. But the pace doesn't really matter when you have 11 men behind the ball like Costa Rica will likely have. They're going to be tired and it's going to be a really tough effort. But Costa Rica, if Spain beat Japan and Costa Rica get a draw, they are through. So um, I think that Costa Rica would love to win this match. But I mean... Maybe after a 7-0 thrashing, you play for pride more so than to win three points, but it worked really well. And I feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you just got three points, got a huge win in the World Cup, I think there's a good chance that Costa Rica, who've had some good World Cup success in the past of getting through group stages, even with really tough teams in them. Um, I like the two and three quarters. Also seeing the over-under at three and three quarters is just monstrously high. I don't think we've seen anything above maybe three and a quarter earlier than this tournament. So it's a half a goal higher. Um, Germany certainly need to work on goal differential potentially if they get in a, a, a matchup with Japan, but ultimately if they win this match and Japan lose, they only have to win one nil. So um, I don't know necessarily where this line comes from. I got to say it really just seems to stem off of how viciously Spain um, disemboweled Japan. I don't mean to say it that loud, especially if you're listening live at 1220 central time, but um, I think we're really overreacting. I mean, we definitely over, market overreacted and made them Costa Rica a half a goal favorite or excuse me, half a goal underdog higher 
um, at least uh, after the the uh, for the Japan match after the Spain loss. Um, I don't agree with that, and I feel like this might even. I mean, more of the juice right now. Bet online is on Costa Rica, but this could honestly hit three. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked by that, and uh, I think I'll probably hang out for that number because I don't really see a huge difference between two and three quarters and two and a half. Because uh, it's probably Costa Rica losing one or two nil is is my expectation, which does also work for under three and three quarters. Uh, next and the last one for Thursday, Japan and Spain. Currently, Japan a one and a quarter goal underdog. Uh, over under is two and three quarters, which is still pretty high. Um, I think based off Spain's first effort, uh, but this was kind of the same total against Germany. Um, Japan is not the threat that Germany are uh, for scoring goals, but I honestly like them as a team to bet or a side to take the uh, the spread with more than Germany because you get a higher number. And I think they're built like perfectly to play a defensive style. And I honestly was very close to putting them through Japan, that is, uh, to get through the group. Uh, I just I didn't feel like they could get enough points or get a win where Germany probably should against Costa Rica. And I thought they might even get that against Japan. Well, um, and I guess the Spain match was also a toss up. So but we're here and Japan are in great shape. Um, if they draw, um, they're probably going through barring a Costa Rica win. So I think this plays really well into Japan's perfect scenario, which is to sit back as deep as you can and counterattack. They look so fluid and so good at it against Germany, especially, I mean, when their goal, their goalkeeper is scary, but when he made a big mistake, allowed a penalty, um, didn't really seem to phase them. They stayed in their, their lanes. They did exactly what they were supposed to. They went and scored a goal and, uh, then scored another. And I don't think that they're afraid of anybody. I think Dashi Kamida is one of the best creators right now in midfield in all of Europe. Um, and I think no one really knows him and, and people just assume Japan can't play soccer, but um, I, I think they can. And I like them hanging around the Spain. Spain's going to have a million percentage uh, possession and they're going to have a million passes completed. That's what I was really going for. Um, but I don't think they can pass the ball in that as efficiently as they did against Costa Rica um, I think Japan are a threat to potentially win this match, um, which probably wouldn't be great for an under lean under two and three quarters, but I like that too. Um, it's very juiced at the moment, but two and a half to two and three quarters. Again, a little protection on, on a three goal result, but ultimately uh, at this point, I, I'm kind of trying to turn over a new leaf and, and trade um, some of the heavy juice in this sport to try to get a little bit lower so that uh, the percentages that I hit are as more profitable than they currently are. Um, now we'll move to Friday and we have Ghana and Uruguay. I'll, I'll do knockout stuff um, coming up on Friday. I'm actually going to Miami this weekend. Um, anybody's there and got a ticket to space paradise. Um, let me know. Cause uh, they're very expensive at the moment uh, or to afterlife. That would be cool on Friday. Uh, probably no one has any idea what I'm talking about, but if you do slide in DMS, if you want um, anywho, so we're going to go uh, to group H. So uh, Portugal on six points, Ghana on three, South Korea on one, Uruguay on one. So Portugal have clinched their spot in the next round. Ghana could potentially beat them um, with a victory and a lot of goal differential while Portugal also loses to South Korea. Um, that's a pretty long, that's pretty long odds of that all happening. I think um, Portugal's got a three goal differential. Ghana is zero. Um, and I think after seeing what France decided, I think Portugal will probably follow the same type of format, the same strategy, uh, and they're going to rest a lot of people. So, 
Um, we'll get to that that match in a second. So Ghana on three points, Uruguay on one. Um, and they're two goals different in goal differential. But ultimately, Uruguay, if they win, then they'll have one more point than Ghana. So it won't really matter. Uh, but Ghana are a three-quarter goal underdog. The over-under is two and a half. And uh, Ghana, I expected to be very defensive in this tournament. Um, did not expect them to be five goals scored and five goals conceded through two matches. Um and I've paid the price for it. I've had a pretty good tournament, but certainly hasn't gone great with predicting Ghana. Um, though I did ride them a, a fair amount in the Africa qualifiers uh, when they knocked out the Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, and also Nigeria. Um, but this is going to be a test because uh, Uruguay, their backs are against the wall. The nice part for Ghana is they have some attacking scoring punch. Uruguay have not really shown much of that. Edison Cavani finally started after Luis Suarez started the first matchup or first match day and uh, not didn't really get better either way. Uh, I don't know who you can trust to score. Or do I have no goals scored this tournament goal is draw with South Korea and then the 2-0 loss to Portugal. Um, I just, it's something that I noticed in the comedy ball qualifying in South America that they just really couldn't score goals. And they had to go on a huge run after sacking their longtime manager Tavares. Um, if I, I think I got that name right, but they brought in a new guy and he went on a huge run Part of it was against a nice schedule, but they needed it. And I don't know that they're like talented enough to just turn it on because they've got a lot of really old players on that team. I mean, Darwin Nunez has been great, but hasn't really done much. Hasn't looked like he knows how to play with Suarez or Edison Cavani because they've always been the strike partners forever and ever and ever. Um, this new manager did kind of go with choosing one of them, which I think was a good idea, um, but it hasn't looked very fluid offensively. And I'm just still kind of nervous about what, they actually have in them because I do have some um, shares of them and some pools that I'm in. So um, Ghana getting three quarters of a goal. So they lose by a goal. You'll get half your stake back. Um, I don't like to think about that or advocate a play based on a loss uh, not being so damaging, but uh, current juice is pretty even right now. I can't imagine this is going to fall to a half. I think we'll probably close here, but also possible to hit plus one because Uruguay are definitely the more popular team uh, in betting markets. Everyone knows Suarez and Cavani because they've been playing for so long, which I think is probably not a good sign. If you know the players really well, uh, it probably means they're old. Um, but the problem is I, I generally want to, if I'm playing an under, I want to go under two and a half. But I just feel like Ghana haven't shown, I mean, they defended so well against Portugal for 63 minutes and then Ronaldo took a dive. But um they took a 2-0 lead and and really kind of killed the under themselves against korea and then surrendered two goals and then finally got a late one uh it's almost like i feel like i'd rather back ghana getting that three quarters than the under two and a half and it's partly a play against uruguay who have to open up and run down the pitch and try to score goals um and honestly they might get that first one but they are minus two goal differential and who knows what's going to happen with Korea and the other matchup who start one goal differential better uh, negative one. So um, there's a lot of scenarios I think for Ghana to be a good, good play to look at. We'll see if it hits plus one, but I like that a lot more than I like the under two and a half uh, next is South Korea and Portugal. So, so Portugal is clinched essentially. Uh, it's just dependent on whether they get first or second, if Ghana win, then it gets a little complicated, but South Korea are currently fighting to advance. Uh, it's not looking great for them, but they've got a shot for sure. Uh, they need Ghana to lose and they can win and then they'll get through. Um, South Korea currently a three-quarter goal underdog, which is pretty sizable considering 
Portugal's uh, lack of interest, I think I'll say for this one. I mean, it's not sure. It's not guaranteed that they're France, the same type of thing with putting out a lineup that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I imagine they got to be saving Bruno Fernandes, also Cristiano Ronaldo, um, trying to save as many of those guys for the knockout stages as possible. It's important to get a, the the one seed and, and to avoid Brazil um, in the next round. So maybe that does dictate their starting lineup a little bit, but I think they're pretty safe in general. So I like the underdog here a lot, especially because South Korea are built to counterattack. They play similarly to Japan. I don't mean to lump two uh, East Asian countries together, but they kind of remind me of similar things. I think Japan's a little bit better organized, but they don't have a Hyungmin son. Um, and so that three quarters of a goal underdog, I mean, it gives a fair amount of safety because if they lose by one, you get your money back. South Korea will probably have to push a little bit more than they normally would. Uh, or did in the earlier match days, but they also fell behind 2-0 to Ghana and did a fairly good, great job to equalize. So they have some goals in them. Um, and Portugal, I've never really felt that confident about them scoring. So um, I think for where I sit in this one, I really like South Korea getting three quarters of a goal. And uh, I lean towards under two and a half, though it does feel like that is going to be a little bit complicated. Uh, if Portugal score, then South Korea need to just go balls to the wall and score as much as they can um because they need three points um i don't know that's not great for the under obviously um but it also could be one of those things where there's a lot of pressure on south korea and they might not be able to muster that much um two goals a one one draw or something like that would eliminate korea i do worry about the uh the corner kick in the 98th minute where their goalkeeper is going up the pitch but not always are those converted into goals so um we'll see what happens there but i do think that that's I probably lean to Korea again more than the under because I think that kind of sets up better um, than trying to avoid goals because they need them and they're playing a team that's not really as interested as they would be because everything's almost locked up at this point. Last but not least, we'll go through uh, Group G. I'll, I'll drop a, a promo code for uh, for pregame as well. And then, um, of course, the ultimate best bet, as I've been calling it on my Bet in the Pitch podcast is little weird collision of, of parallel universes, but here we are. Um, so Brazil on six points, Switzerland on three, Cameroon on one, and Serbia on one. Um, a lot of people thought that Brazil and Switzerland would go through initially. Uh, that win in the opener against Cameroon with really one showing of offense has been huge and has stood up so far for the Swiss. Um, we'll see how far that goes because this is their big kind of rival to see who gets through. There's a lot of drama between Serbia and Switzerland. Um, which if you don't know, look up the Albanian Eagle celebration from Jaren Shakiri and also Granit Xhaka from, I think, uh, Russia 2018. Um, that'll be worth it. And there's a lot of drama behind it. But uh, at me, if you really want to know, I'm exhausted. So I'm not going to go through that on this podcast. Um, in terms of scenarios, so Switzerland can get through with a draw. Uh, maybe. I guess depending, Cameroon would need to beat Brazil and do it handily. Um, so I guess that's possible, but unlikely since I think Brazil are the strongest team in the world. They uh, are three goals better than Switzerland, so they're not clinched, but I think they're going to play the France and what likely is a Portugal strategy and, and rest some players or rotate. Neymar's not going to be there, and I think that impacted their offense a fair amount against the Swiss in the last round. But one of those, if you had taken my picks overnight and and bet Switzerland plus one and a quarter, you would have won where I actually ended up getting, taking the plus one, figuring that there'd be money coming in Brazil overnight. I was wrong. And then I took a push, um, which is better than the loss, but disappointing because that's uh, some ROI left on the table. Uh, everyone who subscribed or, or bought overnight, um, good for you. But 
Um, Cameroon getting one and a quarter goals right now from Brazil. It's just, a, it shows the differences between these two teams. I feel like Cameroon have been um, better than expected. They got that huge draw with Serbia, which unfortunately I think did more for uh, eliminating Serbia potentially than it did for Cameroon, but they got a point that they needed and that's something to hold on to. And if they get three points here in a huge upset of upsets, they could potentially uh, hop over Switzerland. Um, they, I mean, they need to avenge a one goal difference differential, but Cameron technically are, are one goal better off than Serbia. So not impossible. Um, could be certainly something that happens. Um, in terms of uh, over under, we get two and three quarters. Um, it's really hard for me to want to go against Brazil again after doing it on Switzerland. I got to say that was pretty nerve wracking. 90 plus 10 minutes or 14 or 20, whatever they throw on. Um I do think the Cameroon have a little bit more attacking talent than you expect in a lot of African countries. I'm still something I've been concerned about is the defense, but uh, they've only allowed three goals in two games. If they allow one here, lose one nil, um, that will be uh, a cover, um, which would be huge and also would, would hit the under, obviously. But um, I do worry that Cameroon are going to try to stay in this tournament. And they're going to push forward and play really aggressively, um, especially if they go behind. So that makes one and a quarter feel less less comfortable uh, maybe this hits one and a half before it kicks off but even then uh you might want two goals to feel any sort of comfort because if things don't go well which i don't expect them to um i don't know that cameroon are going to be able to pierce the brazilian back line we'll see what the lineup looks like but brazil has so many strong players that i don't even think it matters if marquinhos is not playing um and i feel like the more aggressive cameroon have to be brazil is gonna slice them up so i think i I'm, I have some interest in Cameroon getting one and a quarter, soon to be one and a half goals since all the juice is on Brazil right now. But even that and under two and three quarters or three, um, I think this could get this. There could be a lot of scoring in this one, which is good for the fan, but not good for my dog and under strategy so far. It's worked pretty well in this tournament. Uh, Serbia and Switzerland, they're currently a pick them right now. Serbia are uh, favored. Um, they were favored initially and actually Switzerland were getting a quarter of a goal. Um, which would was weird to me because Serbia with three points does eliminate Switzerland because they'll jump over them and points doesn't matter about goal differential. Um, this should be a really competitive match. I'm looking forward to seeing Switzerland getting uh, a quarter of a goal. I'm hoping it comes back. Um, I'm also a little bit interested more so than usual and just to pick them because I think that Serbia are going to have to, they're an offensive team, but they're going to have to push forward. Um, and unless they get an early goal, they're going to be leaving themselves wide open at the back. I didn't like how they, coughed up that lead against Cameroon. Um, I think Switzerland have proven that they can defend. They've done it all over the UEFA Nations League competitions, and I think showed it pretty well against Brazil besides that slicing volley from Casemiro, who's an awesome goal scorer and has definitely stabbed me in the heart plenty of times, twisted it and pulled it out and stabbed me again or whatever to cover a spread on Real Madrid. Um, But it was nice that he only got me for a push, but it was still pretty brutal because I thought we might escape nil-nil. Um, I trust the Swiss defense. I think they're going to be formidable and it's going to be hard for Serbia. You got that crazy, crazy story from Russia 2018. Again, I urge you to look it up, but I mean, Swiss on counterattack, rail and below, or I mean, I guess they don't have as much pace as you'd think Ruben Vargas, certainly, but he is way more likely to kick it over than the goal into the stands for three points. Um, as opposed to kicking it in the goal where you actually get three points. I feel like he's more of a field goal kicker, a fast one at that, but um, he should, probably should be in that lineup for counterattacking reasons. Uh, Brio Lambelo has been great for Monaco. And so I think he's on form. I don't know after watching Mitrovic, 
Um, he didn't look great. And I mean, I swear the amount of goals that were conceded um, from, I think it was three, one up to then uh, I mean, it, kicking themselves. And unfortunately Serbia did this in the same group of Switzerland last time. And I feel like we're just repeating ourselves all over again. Uh, so lean to Switzerland at pick them right now with almost getting odds minus one one bet online over unders two and a half. And um, I think Swiss, the Swiss are going to bunker. Um, and if they go up one nil, that, means the bunkers only get deeper because then Serbia will need two. Um, I don't know if Serbia take a lead though, then it becomes a much more open game. I don't necessarily think that Serbia will bunker the same way that Switzerland would, um, but they're still be defending us for their lives as much as they can. I'd much rather if I'm having an under look for Switzerland to defend. So they take a lead or they hold off on, on and scoreless for a long time, uh, but lean to Switzerland as the underdog and also to under two and a half. So, um, here we go. Uh, now I'm going to read a promo, which I just saw something that has now confused me. But um, for the soccer pod, uh, part two of match day three, uh, I'll go right now. We have the promo code wing 15, uh, like a winger minus the ER or a Buffalo wing minus the Buffalo wing 15. You get 15 percent off for all listeners of the European soccer podcast or World Cup edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Uh, it's good for seven days from the podcast release. Like I said, my picks are up as we speak right now. My eyes are about to close, but uh, they're available. I'm trying to get them up in the night before so that everyone or earlier in the night before so everyone can have them. For, uh, then again, you're not having to wake up for 4 a.m. this time, at least central time you're not. Um, but anyway, Wing 15, get 15% off uh, all listeners of this episode. Any Anything you find on the, on the pregame.com website it could be my picks, could be AJ Hoffman, who I do a college basketball podcast with. Um, Steve Fezzik, who's done a, a ton of great winning. I mean, only back-to-back champion of the formerly Las Vegas Hilton Super Contest, which has changed its name 40 times since then. Um, but also there is a promo code CHAMP uh, for $26 off the rest of college football. Um, and that reduces, I guess... Uh, okay, I don't exactly know what I'm advertising here. So there we go. Uh, use the promo code CHAMP if you get $26 off the rest of college football. It's the same price as the bull package early bird with a bonus week. Uh, it's live through December 5th. So you got four days to use it. You can get the college football picks uh, this weekend. And then also I think that comes with the early bird package for the bowl games. Unfortunately, now that I've kind of learned that I don't have an edge, so I don't really bet college football. It's hard for me to interpret that from an email. But there we go, people. Champ for $26 off the rest of CFB. You get to include, uh, I think, the bowl package as well. Maybe that's where you're saving 26 bucks. So you get the last week of the season, plus you get the bowl package. Or you can use Wing 15. Give me some credit because uh, I think it's, it matters for each podcast. Um, help me with my stats, please. Follow the Twitter account. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, do the things on Apple Podcasts, um, both for betting the pitch and also for uh, the RJ Bell Dream Preview uh, Podcast Network. It's, that's important stuff, and, and we appreciate it. Um, but without further ado, I need to make a best bet here, and I'll just recap just for everyone who's been struggling with us this whole time. Um, don't think I got much that I'm going to play with in the morning on Thursday, Croatia, Belgium, nor Canada, Morocco. Um, but I do really like Costa Rica getting two and three quarter goals under two, three and three quarters against Germany, uh, dog and under in that one. Also dog and under in Japan and Spain, Japan getting one and a quarter over under is two and three quarters. Um, 
As for Friday, I'm interested in Ghana more so than the total. I'm interested in South Korea more so than the total. Um, not sure what to do with Cameroon or under. And then Switzerland, I'm waiting to see them hit a quarter. That's the thing I'm most interested in. I do like under there as well. Um, but for my best bet on this episode, and I'll get this out of here, uh, again, follow me, the real underscore G Warner. My picks are coming out there, or you can get them the night before um, via subscription. There's a World Cup one going out there. You can get a reduced price to get all my picks coming out the rest of the tournament. Um, still got 20 days left or something like that. It's going to be crazy. I'm, I need to sleep. Probably never going to happen. But um, my best bet for this episode, I think I'm 6-0-1 in the last seven. I wish Mackenzie was here to verify that. But um, I'm going to go with the Japan-Spain under two and three quarters. Uh, I also really like Japan getting one and a quarter goals from Spain, but I think there's a little more safety in that big total. Uh, Japan could contribute here. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Spain. Um, it'd be a big, big upset. I mean, almost paying eight to one, but um, I think under two and three quarters makes a lot of sense. Spain one, two nil covers um, a two, one loss will, will cost you half a unit and I'll end my streak, but I think it's gonna be hard to see. I think a Spain one nil victory is very likely here. Uh, or even a 1-1 one, one and, and both end up moving through. So Japan, Spain, under two and three quarters. That'll be my best bet for this episode. Um, thanks everyone for joining, especially if you're live right now with me. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, like, subscribe, give the five stars, leave a comment, review, slide in my DMs if, you, uh, if you're going to Miami this weekend, if you're going to be there. Love some tips and something to eat. Plus uh, figure out how to figure out the, uh, the nightlife scene because I don't know how the heck I'm going to figure out the tickets. Anyway, thanks for coming and uh, we'll talk soon.